Hi there, and welcome to season four and episode 70 of the T21 Mum podcast. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, mamahood, single parenting, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's nine years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And as per usual, my good friend and co-host Ron is also here with me today. Hey, Mary, we are 70. I know. Can you believe it? No, I can't actually. <laughs> I know. I had to go back and look. It's, it's I, awesome. 70. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. a, that's, you know, like, and all the guests that have been with us and mm-hmm. the listeners that have been with us from day one. I mean, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you all. Yes. And thank season you so four, much. like series four, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, we're hoping to carry on with that vein of riches of guests and stories and mm-hmm. So what do we actually have? Like, let, let, let's do a bit of a catch up uh, okay. for our listeners, you know, like, uh, you know, how was Christmas? It was great. You know, we hosted, I hosted and it was exhausting, but I loved it. And it was great to see most of my family, my aunt, you know, unfortunately she elected to uh, stay home because of everything that's going on. You know, and that's tough because that's two Christmases now, but the rest of my family, we were able to gather and yeah, we had a really great time. It was awesome. And Ainsley liked having all the family around? Oh yeah, it's it's great, all the chaos and, you know, and right before Christmas, I'd had a little gathering just with a few friends because we were allowed within the restrictions. So that was really nice because, you know, I'm not seeing most of these people hardly ever. So it was just really nice. So I, you know, and I love Christmas. It's, it's my favorite time of year. It's stressful, but I really enjoy that time of year and you know, all the craziness that ensues and, you know, but it was great having my family over and it's amazing how many moms say that Like, (laughs) like Christmas is very stressful, but I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a good Christmas. It was nice. Good. Yeah. What about going back to school? Oh my goodness. So I can't remember what the actual return date to school was, but school was technically delayed a week here. So, but because I'm a first responder and Ainsley has Down syndrome, uh, she was able to go back the original week that school was supposed to return. So that was fine. And then, so all of school returned the second week. And then uh, on Tuesday, I get a text from daycare saying that Ainsley is really congested and I need to come and get her because they, they're being very strict uh, about colds and so on. I mean, Ainsley's had, you know, a stuffy nose or a runny nose since the beginning of December. And I'm thinking like, how am I going to deal with this? Like, she's just going to be out of school for three months, you know? But anyway, so I go and uh, pick her up. And then I was talking with uh, my HR at work because of this issue, like I'm going, well, like, how is it going to work? Because I don't know how strict they're going to be at school or at daycare, you know, or they are being very strict. So how is that going to impact my work? And she said, we'll go and get tested. And so uh, two days later, get tested. 
Well, you know, I was actually very fortunate because like, you know, some places you can just go up and get tested, like take the rapid test home. Other most places you have to have an appointment. So I went to the place that was closest near me and it does say appointment, but I said, look, I'm a first responder and they just asked where I worked and I said, okay, no problem. And they gave me two test kits and I did it at home. And I was very, very surprised that I tested positive. And then, uh, I waited uh, for Dennis to help me test Ainsley because you still have to, it's still a nasal swab. It's not like the one where it hits your brain, yeah, but yeah. The, poke, <laughs> the poke your brain one is no fun. It's too, well, the, neither of them are fun. <laughs> well, but the, 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 like the, the ones that we just have to run them around the inside of the, yeah, the, it's the uncomfortable opening. Yeah. But it, it's, it's much easier than having to, you know, stick your head back and yeah. You know, let me, let me reintroduce you to pain. <laughs> And uh, Ainsley also tested positive. Once I was positive, I knew she had to be because we all had the same symptoms. Right. And uh, yeah, so because she has not yet been had her first shot, she had to stay home for 10 days. And everything was changing so rapidly right around that time. And, and I felt really terrible for the kids at daycare because they were saying that all the kids who had had I guess been in exposure exposed yeah would have to stay home for 10 days and then it changed to five and then you know so it was all over the map but the school they don't even tell the class i was shocked that the daycare was more strict than the school because i talked to the principal and they don't alert which you know whatever you know it just i because i felt so guilty for the parents at daycare you know because we all have our challenges right now and then initially for some of them it was going to be 10 days and i thought oh so it was only five but the way it fell was over a weekend so i don't think it really impacted people too greatly i just i still felt really bad about it but you know and it was so mild i would never have gotten tested except for my work asking me to get tested and ainsley was just for lack of a better word, super snotty and, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and you mean that in the nasal sense, not the behavioral yes, sense. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, in some ways, but, but another uh, parent told me a really great trick, which I had never heard of because I said, does anyone have any ideas like on what I can do? And they said, put Vicks on the bottom of her feet. And I did that and holy smokes, the next day was was hardly anything i was shocked and so i will be doing that every single time now like it was vicks, night and day vicks, vicks on the bottom of her feet yeah and vapor rub yes can you believe it that stuff we used to put on our chest yeah. when we were and you put really, on your feet like... so yeah so just remember that hack because i was stunned at the difference it was amazing and it just dried her right out pretty much yeah it was like night and day it was i couldn't believe it so. and, and and i want to point out that this is this is not medical advice this is you know mom Just to mom parent this, to parent yeah. yeah this this is not like we're, we're not advocating this is a, a medical treatment no. but you know it, it costs you nothing to try try this i know and it's not gonna hurt you but like i was talking to another mom and they said yeah it just you know give you a different you're... kind of stinky feet but yeah and it just kind of draws it all out and it was really? it was great but i tell you though it was it was really hard being home for 10 days i mean i had a 
we had a lot of behavioral issues with Ainsley. She was hitting a lot and kicking and she didn't want to do any work and the weather was terrible. So we couldn't go out. And I mean, it was better than the 24 days from the first time I had COVID. Uh, but it was still, it was hard. It was really hard. I was so looking forward to going back to work. Did, did any of the, did any of that behavior continue after she went back to school or? It reduced significantly since okay. she's been back. There is a few uh, times that she's still hitting, but it's not nearly as bad as it was. It was right. pretty constant for a while and she's strong and it would hurt. So, you know, my patience was really wearing thin and, and I remember after one incident, I was so upset and I was just about to call Dennis and he called me and I'm crying and he said, you know, we all have our limits. And I mean, I often think he's much more patient than I am with her, but yeah, it was, it was hard. So I commend all those parents who are having to be at home with their kids for an extended period for whatever reason. It is so freaking hard and, you know, with everything going on in the world and, you know, we tried to do some work, but it was, it was challenging at best. Hmm. So, you know, you, you, you and I've had a brief conversation before, but um, mm -hmm. do you think other, other um, uh, parents with kids of kids with extra needs, how do you, how do you think they're making it through this? It is so hard. Like I know this pandemic, I mean, everyone in the world is going through it. And so we can all relate to some degree, but when you're dealing with children who have extra needs, whatever those needs are, it is that much harder. Like mm. the isolation, it's real. You know, we have not had our Down syndrome play group for almost two years now. I, you know, we haven't had any play dates. It's been really hard. It's been really isolating. And I'm sure that's been part of the challenge when Ainsley and I were isolating for those 10 days is it's been isolating this whole time. And just the struggle of, you know, I don't even know what she's doing in school. I have very little communication from the school. I'm struggling with that. And so it's just I'm pretty sure they're struggling with trying to like communicate with parents mm -hmm. too, right? Like this, like the school system, they have their own challenges, right? Yeah. And, and you know, as a, as an institution, right? So I think, I think that, you know, it's unfortunate that sometimes like the, the things that we used to take for granted, like a teacher calling or emailing mm -hmm. or something, uh, may not be happening as much as we would like it to in these times because they are so busy with other things right yeah and just and, even... and that's not an excuse by the way it's just a, an, an observation no and i agree with that and just also like just just the social dynamic at school and how it's different you know there was no there's been no Christmas play for the last two years. There's been no hot lunches. And I tell you, I so miss the hot lunches because that's one day a week that I don't need to make a lunch, <laughs> you know? So all of those things that kids are missing and it's just really 
hard and you know but in some ways actually in a lot of ways i'm kind of glad that we did get covid very mild i don't wish it on anybody but it was so mild it was like a like a very mild cold that and it's and probably omicron then oh yeah for sure you know it's just that i think everyone's gonna get that and you know we all want to get on with living and life and you know and we can all see with the different things that are going on around the world how wearing this has been for the past two years and you know for those parents and those families that are dealing with these extra challenges with their kids they are the first of the line front of the line saying yes let's get on with things you know we want to put this behind us and and move forward because it's just you know it impacts our therapies it impacts the things that we can do everything it's it's been hard so I'm going to change tone here. Okay. Do a little you know, more upbeat thing. Okay. Yes. Let's. You're baking cookies. Yes. I'm always baking cookies. <laughs> yeah. But this time it's DR at DSRF fundraising. Yeah. So. And by the way, I am looking forward to my batch. Okay. Yes. I'll think of some fun sayings to put on your cookies. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Every year for, uh, I was going to say Christmas, but for Valentine's, I do the little stamped cookies and I stamp a dozen cookies with little messages, you know, kind of like those, uh, sweet tarts that you used to get as a kid. You take them out and each time you go, what does it say? What does it say? So I do those. And apparently they've got come up with some new sayings on those. Oh, I'm going to have to Google them and see. It was, was I saw a news story about it a little, little while back, but I thought, Oh, okay. I'll definitely have to check that out. Cause I remember when I first started doing this, I was going, I need to find some different, you know, some sayings to put on the cookies. Right. So, yeah, so I do, uh, it's $21 for a, a dozen stamped cookies, obviously $21. I think that's pretty obvious for that. And you well, it's, know, it's, 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 it, they're the best cookies in the world, in my humble opinion. <laughs> so <you>. yes, $21 <laughs> is, is, is definitely an adequate amount. Yeah, it's like a minimum donation of $21. And I'll stamp any message you want on the cookies. And, you know, I didn't get as many orders this year, because I think a lot of people they can't give them out at school. So that's the challenge. But it was it's been really cool, because I got a few new people who've ordered this year. And, you know, uh, some other rockin moms that have found me and an old high school friend and a woman I used to work with at the aquarium. Hi, Jen. <laughs> she says she listens to the podcast. <laughs> and so that's been really cool that I've been able to connect with, you know, other people. And, you know, I just, I love to do it. And it's sort of my start of the fundraising for the DSRF because for our run up for Down syndrome team, because I'm really hoping that this year it'll be an in-person event. It's been online the last two years. So, so uh, with, with that, will you be like, will you be doing more cookies? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, well, you know, just send me the bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So from now on in pretty much until the end of May, any baking I do is all for the DSRF and any, uh, so you can order a batch of any cookie that you like. And for a minimum donation of $21. So and hard to choose. 
well, you don't have to choose one. You can <laughs> choose more than one. But 100% of all the proceeds go to uh, the DSRF. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because I'd have to go and look. But I think I'm at around $20,000 that I have fundraised for them over the last wow. couple of years, in co- all in cookies. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of cookies. It's a lot of cookies and a lot of, you know, I'm so thankful for all the people who've donated over the years. It's been really fabulous and it really warms my heart. So, so you have other stuff going on, like you, you, you've got travel related stuff. Tell us about that exciting news. Well, fingers crossed, right? But I registered for the retreat. Yay. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's one episode going to be in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that one again. That's still wine reference, not intended. <laughs> that's still one of my favorite episodes, actually. Yeah, it's in Washington D.C. this year, so that's really exciting. And they've never been on the East Coast before, apparently. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really hopeful. Well, for that us, this pretty year... much everything is the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'm really hoping that I can go. I'm gonna try my hardest to go and try to make it work so because i really need to see all my mamas and see my tribe and and the smithsonian and the lincoln memorial and what other the capital maybe i don't know what else is exactly i mean there's so much stuff to see in washington right yeah so because i was just uh actually chatting with uh my friend sharon who we had on uh from britain and she's going to try to make to the retreat. It's a little bit challenging for her this year, but uh, she's going to try, but I really, you know, I'm really hoping that I can see some of my other mamas there and my other friends, because it's been, it's been a long slog really. And I really need to see them to fill my cup again and to feel, you know, that I can do anything. Cause it just, I felt so empowered, you know, every time I come back from the retreat. So fingers crossed that uh, I'll be able to go because I did a, so much baking right before Christmas to to go to the retreat, all of the Advent cookie boxes. Which were very good, by the way. Like my brother, because I bought, I bought him a box. Mm-hmm. He thought, what a great idea. How great are these cookies? Uh, <laughs> and, and then one day, I think he had a diabetic coma going. <laughs> so, because he, he hadn't learned to pace himself. Which oh, and he's geez. older than me. He should have learned this by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that they were really good, and and you know, sign me up for next year. Okay, I've already got a list for people who weren't able to get a box this past year. Who said, "Put my name down. I I want to get a box for next year." Yeah, well, I'll put and me it, down for two because I want my brother to go back into a coma for a while. Okay, well, it's so funny that you mentioned the diabetic coma. But a friend of mine uh, from high school actually hash he he's diabetic and this and last year he bought five boxes wow but yeah and for his kids and i think two of his kids girlfriends and then this year he only ordered one and i go like what's going on hash like five to one he goes well the kids are all off at school but he also wanted a box for himself we had chatted he said i because he's got he's a diabetic and he said i just need them like about a third of the size and so i made a special box for him because it wasn't that big a deal. It was just whatever was left from the batch, you know, it's the extra dope. And, um, but even those got stolen from him. So I felt well, the really poor guy. Bad. I know he couldn't win. So I think he needs to hide his cookies better next year. So, yeah, well, maybe you should put them in box with locks. 
maybe he should. <laughs> so I thought that was so funny because last year he kept asking his kids just for a bite and he's, he would show me the pictures on Facebook and Instagram that all I got were these crumbs in the package. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had, I heard great reviews from people. They were really excited about them and they really enjoyed them. And it was a lot of work, like a ton of work, but I really loved doing it and it was, it was great. So well, next was, year the, going bigger. They were my, uh, they were my mid afternoon treat. Yeah. Uh, with tea. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when I took my, you know, when I would take my break in the afternoon. So it's like, that's, that's awesome. And they were, and, and, you know, just again best cookies in the world in my humble opinion thank you i appreciate that <laughs> so what are we what are we looking forward to doing in this next 21 episodes well you know i'm really looking forward to sharing other people's stories i have a lot of ideas in my head and of different stories that i want to share with our listeners and you know i'm sure we'll kind of rehash a few things like I'm sure we'll have Katie for the toilet training on again because you know why not everyone needs her, you her know, she's, she is she is brilliant like I, I I have no need to do this but I follow her on Instagram <laughs> mm -hmm. right and her her Instagram posts alone are worth following her for they're yes, so brilliantly inventive and it's uh and for those very who and very informative Oh yeah, I follow her as well. And for those who want to know, her handle on Instagram is Toilet Training One Zero One altogether. And uh, yeah, she gives lots of great tips there. And I always send people there to get information. And you know, she is fantastic and really knows her stuff. So I, I like how she shifted from you know talk, calling it toilet training to toilet learning. That's because awesome. Essentially, like like that is yeah. That that that's a fundamental, just one word change that really reflects what mm -hmm. you're trying to do. Yes, yeah, and I I read about it all the time. Like parents, you know, whose kids are older and they're really struggling, and you know, they probably don't think it's ever going to happen. But I honestly believe that if you are really struggling or you just don't think it's going to happen is to contact Katie, you know, and I've told lots of parents, I said, you know, depending on what service she offers you, it can be a little bit expensive, but I said, but it's probably worth your sanity. So, you know, I always tell people to contact her and I know she's been helping people all over the world and, you know, she's become more involved in the Down syndrome community as well. Like, I think she's put a real strong focus uh, of her business is, you know, initially it was, uh kids with autism you know i'm i'm sure she still does that but i think she's also shifted to a large focus on like with people with down syndrome because i don't think she really initially realized how needed it was in our community her expertise so sure. yeah so i'm sure we'll have her back on and you know i'd also love to have andrea lee on again we had her on where we talked a bit about sexual health and you know and one thing that sort of I see a lot is about dating, our kids and dating. So she could come on and I'd love to have her on and talk about dating with our kids. And I also think it might be worthwhile having Susan Fawcett on again to talk more about mental health because I know that's been a real struggle. Like so many people, so yeah. many people struggling with that over, you know, the past, like currently and over the past couple of years. Exactly. So. And 
yeah, just, and also for our kids, right? Like, you know, how it looks different in our kids. And, you know, a lot of times I think people don't necessarily feel that people with Down syndrome could have mental health issues, but they can. So I think like those are and things that we can talk about. And of course, I have a few things that I'm really looking forward to that I'm not going to share quite yet, uh, but pretty exciting. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to share other people's stories and, you know, lots of people don't think they, their story is interesting or they don't have anything interesting to say. And I don't think that's true. Until you get them talking, they don't know how unique their story really is. Exactly. And I've, even before I had Ainsley, I always felt that I always felt everyone has a story. And so I'm really looking forward to chatting to others in our community and, and sharing their story with our listeners. So, yeah. The people that are listening, like if like reach out, like let's hear your story. We want to hear your story, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You never know when you're going to inspire somebody else. Exactly. So if, if you, want to share your story you know contact me let me know and and uh, let's work on it and, and if you think you're not a natural talker well start talking to mary and she'll she'll get your <laughs> she'll get the story out of you <laughs> thanks <Ron. laughs> so do you think it's time we wrap this up and start moving our way forward into season four i think it is okay Thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Tell me your stories. Tell me what's going on in your life. What's important to you? You can email me at info at t21mom.com or you can find me on Facebook. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at trisomy21mama. And also please subscribe. And I would love it if you leave a review so we can become more searchable for others in the Down Syndrome community. Keep on loving on your rocking kiddos, and we will see you next time. See you, Mary. Bye, Ron.